You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Hootat Nation, and welcome to Locked On Saints, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ross Jackson here at Ross Jackson ASC on Twitter, your host covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, like nobody else does it every single Monday through Friday. Lead analyst over at AllSaintsConsidered.com. Welcome, of course, to all of our first-time listeners, as well as to all of those of you who have been supporting me from the jump, Hootat family, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Saints, the final episode of the week, but it's finally here, and I can finally say it. It is Saints game day, family. We are finally here. Preseason football is upon us. And in one month from today, so too will be the regular season opener Monday night against the Houston Texans. Let's start off the show with some Saints news. Uh, the Saints made a roster move yesterday. Michael Thomas's contract news has been released. And the unofficial depth chart drop yesterday, which kind of shocked me a little bit with a split start at center. So we'll talk about that. Then we'll continue my list of players that I'm very excited to see in action tonight. And then we'll close out the show with your questions. Got one from the Locked on Saints listener line, as well as a few others from the Locked on Saints Facebook group. We got all of that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. Now let's go ahead and jump into our lead story and recap a busy game day eve in New Orleans. So on Thursday, the Saints waived with an injury designation running back Matt Days. Matt Days was in the midst of that running back three battle mainly as a kick returner, adding that special teams ability to that race. But unfortunately, he had been missing from the last few practices and the Saints have made the decision to waive him and move on from him. The corresponding move there is to sign Kerwin Williams, former running back of the Indianapolis Colts San Diego Chargers back in 2013 and then has spent the last four years with the Arizona Cardinals. Well, the last four years-ish, 2014 through 2017, he wasn't with a team in 2018, so he's returning to the Saints after playing most recently with the Cardinals. In his time throughout his career, he's been mostly a running running back, like a running back that actually works on the ground as opposed to one that focuses through the air. Uh, 218 rushes, 971 yards, and four touchdowns, all four of which come in the last three years with Arizona, starting back in 2015 again. So it really lasts four years, but again, he didn't play in 2018. But his receiving stats... 15 catches, 126 yards throughout his career. Now, in 2017, his most recent year played, he did have 10 catches for 93 yards. That's the most that he's had as a receiver out of the backfield. So I'm actually looking at Williams as somebody that potentially comes in just as a strict replacement for Matt Days as somebody in the rotation of the kick return game. Last time that he played in 2017, 21 punt returns for 137 yards. It's only a six and a half yard per return average. Not great there. He also had 16 kick returns for 326 yards, a 20.4 yards per return average. So he's somebody that I feel like is a solid replacement for Matt Days, but I'm really interested to see how it is that the Saints actually use him because, again, they've really been focusing on that running back three role and an expanded role for somebody that can play in the offensive structure without having to switch up the playbook too much and then can also contribute in special teams. So I'll be interested to see where Kerwin Williams fits moving forward. I don't know that we'll see him in tonight's action since he was essentially signed off the street yesterday, but it'll be interesting to see him throughout training camp as we move forward. Additional big news dropped yesterday as well when Michael Thomas's contract details were released. 
release. Looking at Josh Katzenstein's tweet here, uh, new cap numbers for Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas in 2019, 6.1 million, 2020, 15 million. Uh, these are all base salaries, by the way. 2021, 16.8, 19.8 in 2022, 20.45 in 23, and then 19.7 in 2024. Now, I know that those are a lot of numbers, and I'm just throwing a lot of numbers out there, but the important there are a couple of important things here. First of all, the Saints don't really start paying out a ton of money until 2022. After that year, 2022, no other base salaries that remain, which include a payout of $20.45 million and another payout of $19.7 million are guaranteed. He's only guaranteed his base salaries through 2022. Now, if you add up all those random numbers that I just spit out, you get $97.85 million. But his base salary in terms of his where his contract sits is actually a $96.25 million contract. Now, why is this different? Because the Saints still owe Michael Thomas $1.6 million on his rookie deal this year. So what the Saints did was outside of the $20 million signing bonus that's been broken out over five years, they took $4.5 million dollars of the new money from these next remaining years and then moved it over to this season because they have the money to begin paying him immediately. So it essentially restructures his deal and then saves an additional four and a half million dollars down the line that they don't have to pay because it'll be off the books this year. Next year, they only have to pay him $15 million. The year after that, $16.8 million. After 2021, once they move into 2022, when the big money starts to kick in, the Saints will have already essentially been able to have time to start negotiations or completely re-sign already ready the players that they want to re-sign from their star-studded previous draft classes. Alvin Kamara and Sheldon Rankin should be getting new deals next offseason. Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramchek have fifth-year options that are going to be clearing in 2021, so they'll be able to jump into negotiations there, so on and so forth. Even Marcus Davenport has a fifth-year option going through 2022, so this actually really sets them up. You know, a lot of people ask the question, well, how are they going to be able to pay all of these guys when they've re-signed Michael Thomas to a $100 million deal? This this contract structure is exactly the way that they're going to be able to do it. And finally, the Saints and Vikings announced their unofficial depth chart ahead of today's preseason game. This came out last night. No big surprises anywhere. The starters that you imagine to be starters are indeed starters. But the only one that really stood out to me was the center position. Nick Easton and Eric McCoy both getting the nod as co-starters on the center position there, even though it seemed clear to me that Eric McCoy had the stranglehold on the starting position because of all of the time he spent there with the first team throughout training camp. So it'll be interesting to see exactly how that shakes out throughout the preseason. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson listed as backup strong safety, Saquon Hampton finding his way at third free safety, other things that stood out to me, but really it's that center position I found most interesting. For more on all the information that you need regarding the Saints and their opening preseason action, make sure you keep it locked right here with Locked On Saints. All right, y'all, it is officially preseason game day. I am so excited and I cannot wait to get into some Saints football tonight. So I'm going to continue to give you some names of players to watch out for in tonight's action. And then I'll take some questions from the Locked on Saints listener line, as well as the Locked on Saints Facebook group. And I'll tell you how to take part in both of those things as well. But first, for the fantasy football players out there, just want to make sure that you are listening to Vinny Iyer over at the Locked on Fantasy Football podcast. Vinny gives you the edge on over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else because then you're going to do the same things as everyone else. Get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Locked on Fantasy Football Podcast can be found on all of your favorite podcast providers. Go and listen today.
All right, Huda Nation. In last episode, I told you about five players to keep an eye out on in tonight's preseason action. Eric McCoy, Emmanuel Butler, if he plays, Traquan Smith, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and Saquon Hampton. So now, I just want to continue the list. There are a lot of players to keep an eye out on that I'm very excited about seeing in tonight's action, but let's go ahead and run through. You know, I named two of the Saints drafted rookie defensive players. I got to add the other one to this list, Caden Ellis. You better be keeping an eye on the homie, Caden Ellis, friend of the podcast, mind you. No, but truly, I think that he has the opportunity here to really get out there in some full speed, full contact action and make himself known. He's made some plays throughout training camp. He had a sack the other day. We remember he had an interception early on in training camp as well, uh, in not in full team drills, but still an interception. And so we've seen him sort of piece together some of those plays that help him stand out and stay at the forefront of everyone's mind, especially within the coaching staff. And we've seen the great interviews that he gives, all that. You heard Karen Loftus talking about him in yesterday's episode as well, Karen Loftus and I talking about him in yesterday's episode. So he's definitely somebody that I'm keeping an eye out on because I'd like to see him really separate himself from the rest of that linebacker depth moving forward. Because I think that Caden Ellis, as maybe the fifth linebacker, as the second backup behind Craig Robertson, could be a very good fit for this team because of his versatility and Craig Robertson's versatility. Essentially, then you've got five linebackers on your roster that can play any linebacker position and a couple of them that can play off the edge if they need to. So with that being the case, I'd love to see Caden Ellis really start to stand out moving forward. Of course, Teddy Bridgewater is somebody that you're going to be keeping an eye out on. Taysom Hill, I'll lump into this conversation as well. Definitely seeing both of these quarterbacks as much as we can throughout the preseason is going to be big because we're preparing for this year to be the final year of Drew Brees' stint with the New Orleans Saints and potentially the final year of his career. I think I don't think he goes anywhere else. I think it's the final year of his career if he's done in New Orleans at all. So moving forward, you want to see a little bit more out of Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill so you can start to feel comfortable with what the future looks like for the black and gold. So getting to see these guys get a lot of action throughout the preseason is going to be very important. I don't expect that we see Drew Brees at least a lot until, of course, that third preseason game where we might get a half from him. But other than that, I think it's going to be mostly Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill all throughout the preseason. That shouldn't be a mystery to anybody. But getting to see these guys operate with some of the starters in the offense is going to be very important. I think today we see more Teddy Bridgewater with the first team than we do Taysom Hill. We see Taysom Hill with the bottom of the depth chart but then that probably reverses going into next week's game against the Chargers. Now, I might be overdoing it with wide receivers as I run through this list because I had two on the list yesterday with Emmanuel Butler and Traquan Smith. But again, we may not see Emmanuel Butler tonight, and we most certainly won't see Keith Kirkwood, who hasn't practiced over the last few days. So that gives somebody that we highlighted a few episodes back an opportunity to really come out here and make a name for themselves, and that's Simi Cobbs. Simi Cobbs is definitely somebody to keep an eye out on. He has impressed the coaching staff constantly throughout training camp, drawing on unsolicited response and unsolicited praise from the coaches, Sean Payton included. And he's somebody that really stood out in the preseason last year. We talked about it, seven catches on eight targets, 109 yards and a touchdown in last year's preseason. Now you match him up with fellow 2018 preseason star, Teddy Bridgewater. And if he's able to perform here, that shows good for his opportunity of getting on that 53-man roster moving forward throughout the preseason. So he's definitely somebody to keep an eye out on with the increased opportunity he should get in front of Saints fans and under the lights because look this is an opportunity for him to really perform in front of the people that maybe don't know his name yet because he's flown under the radar despite his impressive camp so far so here's an opportunity for him to be in front of all those Saints fans in front of all the media and put on a little bit of a show and make his name known the return game is definitely going to be one to watch throughout the preseason we see it a little bit through training camp but there's no real measuring stick for it in that environment but there's most certainly is throughout the preseason
season. So Marcus Sherrills, Cyril Grayson, Deontay Harris, and Austin Carr. Matt Days is no longer involved, but if Curran Williams gets a shot there, those are going to be the five names that I'm going to be watching throughout the preseason. I doubt we see Kerwin Williams in today's action, like I mentioned before. I don't know if we're going to see Deontay Harris because he's missed so much practice, but he has been around these last couple of training camp practices, so we'll see if he makes it in. But those guys are definitely going to be some folks to keep an eye out on throughout this preseason game, at least Marcus Sherrill, Cyril Grayson, and Austin Carr in this evening's. And finally, I'm just going to throw in the defensive line. I don't care who's playing there. I don't care who's in the interior, who's rushing off the edge. I really don't care. I just want to see the defensive line perform. Whether that means getting pressure on the quarterback, being stingy in the run game, I don't care. I just want to see positive things from the defensive line because as I continue to mention, I don't think that the Saints have a weak link, right? They don't have a weak position at all. They have a lot of depth all over the place. They're a pretty loaded team, probably the most complete team in the NFL, though not a completely complete team, if that makes sense, because no team is 100% perfect, right? But that defensive line is the biggest point of concern for me, particularly on the interior. Sheldon Rankin's out. David Onyemata is going to miss the first game. I just want to see how Malcolm Brown, Mario Edwards Jr., uh, Sylvester Williams, Ziggy Hood, I want to see how those guys perform, and I want to know who's going to be that rotational edge guy, whether it is continues to be Trey Hendrickson or maybe somebody like Porter Gustin steps up. I don't care who it is at this point. I'll care more as we move through the preseason, but tonight I just want to see the defensive line perform well. So those are some more names to keep an eye out on. I'm going to mention some new ones in this next segment just because there's some questions that are going to be centered around specific players. So I saved them for that. If you want to hear more about that, as well as some details on whether or not you're going to see starters tonight, got that coming up for you right here on Locked on Saints, your team every day. The Locked On NFL podcast is on fire. Last week, it was one of the most listened to NFL shows in the country. With the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock, Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked On NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. And of course, we ask that you subscribe here to Locked On Saints podcast as well. If you're not already, thank you so much for joining me. We're going to jump now into some questions from the Locked On Saints listener line as well as the Locked On Saints Facebook group. If you want to be a part of the Locked on Saints listener line and hear your questions or comments here on the podcast, just call 504-229-4265, 504-229-4265 and leave a message with a question, comment. I'll post it here on the podcast and discuss it in more detail as well. And then if you want to take part in any live Q&As as well as mailbags, we did a mailbag this week, but you can join the Locked on Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Locked on Saints. Let's hear our first question here. Uh, this is coming in from Rick. Sincere via the Locked On Saints listener line. Hey, what's up, Ross? How you doing, Doc? How y'all doing? Who that nation? This is Rick Sincere. Um, I had a question about Deontay Harris. Um, I found it. I found it a little concerning, I guess, um, that I haven't heard much buzz out of camp about him. Um, when we've kind of in the past, when we've heard of these guys who are are going to make the roster, especially from the kick return, punt return position. I thought for sure we would hear something about Deontay Harris. We've, and I mean, I've kind of been following it on Twitter. I've heard nothing. So I wonder if that concerns you as much as it concerns me. And then secondly, do you think that the Saints made a mistake by not pulling the trigger on the Duke Johnson trade? Do you think that's a, it was a possibility? And if it was a possibility and we missed it, do you think it was an issue? All right, that's all for me. 
right. Thanks, Ross. Thank you, Rick, for the great questions. Make sure y'all follow Rick Sincere over on Twitter as well, at Rick Sincere, as well as his podcast network, the MTMV, My Team, My Voice podcast. If you're interested in any specific teams or even MMA, he, they cover everything over there. So make sure you check them out. Uh, but let's jump to these questions here. So Deontay Harris, yeah, I'm concerned that I haven't heard a lot about him, but I'm not surprised because he's been injured and he hasn't really been participating throughout training camp at all. So we've been missing him entirely. So I think that in order for him to really get an opportunity to stand up and maybe push Marcus Sherrill's out of that position or potentially even Cyril Grayson out of that position, who's also been garnering more and more attention every day, uh, Deontay Harris is going to have to figure out whatever this injury issue is and get his butt on the field, basically. Um, and that may not be the case because the injury may be bad enough and we can't hold that against him personally. But if he's not able to get out on the field and if he's not able to be healthy and available, he's just simply not going to make this team. So the preseason is going to be the main time to where you're really going to be able to look at in, in the midst of the games. I mean, it's going to be the main time that you're really going to get a look at those kick return position guys and that competition. And so he needs to find his way out on the field at some point over the next four weeks, over these next four games. And then as for Duke Johnson, no, I don't think that the Saints really missed out here. Um, I cut a little bit out of the question. So for everybody's context, one of the things that Rick also observed was the issues amongst the third running back and all of the rotation. So we've seen the Saints consistently rotate and rotate and rotate these running backs throughout the camp. But it's not that big of a concern for me because the guys that are at the top of that position or at the top of that competition, rather, have been static. Dwayne Washington, Divine Zigbo. Those guys haven't gone anywhere. If those guys were cycling out, then I'd have looked at Duke Johnson as maybe a potential. And I like Duke Johnson. And I love the idea of the Saints pursuing Duke Johnson if he was available. And it turns out he was. However, now knowing that the Texans are going to give up a third round pick if Duke Johnson appears in 10 games, I'm good, love. Enjoy. I just really don't see the Saints giving up a third round pick for a guy that they might see in 10 games at a very small role uh, when they could find somebody with a similar skill set like Jaquiz Rogers in free agency. Thanks again, Rick, for those great questions. Again, y'all, if you want to hear yourself easier here on the podcast, just like Rick was, just call and leave a message at 504-229-4265. We're going to jump now over to the Locked on Saints Facebook group to jump into some questions here ahead of Saints game day. Let's start off with Tomas. Tomas asks, will any Saints starters be playing today? I think that we'll see some, I think mainly over on the defensive side of the ball for maybe the first series. I don't think that we'll see Drew Brees. Uh, I'd love to get a quick glimpse at Jared Cook early on, and uh, I don't think we'll see Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is going to be over on the sideline as well as Alvin Kamara, both just wrapped in bubble wrap and not going anywhere. Uh, But I do think we'll see some starters, but not the top, top, top name guys. I could even see Cameron Jordan sitting out the beginning of this game. I'd love to see Marcus Davenport get some work. However, yeah, so the, the short answer is yes. I think we'll see some starters. It's just a question of which ones we will see. Uh, Terry Landry asks, is Teddy Bridgewater playing the whole game at quarterback? I don't think so. I think he'll see at least the first half and maybe a little bit more of this game. We'll see. But I definitely think we see Teddy. I'm sorry. I think we definitely see Taysom Hill uh, later on toward the end of the game. And then that probably flips and reverses the next game so that Taysom Hill gets some reps with the first team. Michael Moore asks, when will we get, uh, I'm sorry, when we get into the fourth quarter, who should we look out for and have interest in the game? Okay. I love. 
love this question. So who are those guys that are deep, deep, deep in the depth chart that you should be paying attention to? Over on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to shout out a defensive tackle, uh, Shy Tuttle. He's an undrafted free agent out of Tennessee. Very versatile. His reputation throughout college was being that quick and agile type of defensive tackle. He also plays out on the edge as well. So keeping an eye out on him. Uh, also, he's number 74, by the way. Keep an eye out on the defensive line as well for Corbin Calfusi. He will be terribly hard to miss because he's like six foot 20. Uh, six, uh, his number is 69 as well. So that will be easy to find. Nice. Uh, so I'd keep an eye out on both of those guys. And then over on the offensive side of the ball, uh, I would keep an eye out on Jake Powell, tight end number 82, six foot six out of Monmouth. He's the guy that ended up getting picked up. He was brought in for a tryout during the undrafted free agent period. Then once Alizé Mack ended up injured and missing extended time throughout training camp, Jake Powell was re-signed and brought in to work in training camp. He's somebody that I'm actually kind of excited about. He and Taysom Hill have a little bit of a rapport so far throughout training camp. Uh, so it'll be interesting and exciting to see that sort of bottom of the tight end depth chart. They also just added AJ Derby, who we might see in tonight's game as well. And then of course, those running backs as you get to the bottom of the roster there, Jaquiz Rogers, Kerwin Williams, I don't think that we'll see, but Divina Zigbo definitely is going to be worth watching. I didn't mention Divina Zigbo in the last piece or the last segment about players to watch out for, but of course, he's definitely one undrafted free agent running back, kind of a little Mark Ingram out there in his running style. Divine Azigbo is definitely one to keep an eye out on. That's a great question there, Michael. I think it's it's important for Saints fans to keep some interest into the fourth quarter of the game there. So that's a really, really good question. Uh, and then our final two questions here come from Brandon Simmons. He asks, is there anyone getting more, getting your interest more than others? I cannot read today. Um, I think so. I mean, you, you've heard all the names that I've mentioned so far in today's episodes. So you can default to those guys, but there's a couple of others that, you know, that do catch my eye and that I'm really interested in more than others. Uh, Porter Gustin, uh, being one of them, um, even, and of course, Caden Ellis, you know, the drafted rookies and things like that. So yeah, there are a few guys that are catching my eyes more than others, but most of them, uh, I've named in today or yesterday's episode. And then the final question from Brandon here, are you more interested in the wide receiver battle or the running back three battle? This is a great question. Uh, I'm going to say wide receiver battle. And the reason why is because I think the running back three battle is going to be a lot of fun, particularly with that competition essentially being between Dwayne Washington and Divina Zigbo, who are both very talented backs with a lot of background and a lot of versatility. But the wide receiver battle is one that I think I'm more invested in because it's going to have the most immediate impact on the offense and on the team. Who ends up being the running back, the third running back, doesn't really affect anything going into week one unless something goes wrong, right? And if something goes terribly wrong, I'm a little bit less interested in it because of who it is, and I'm interested in it because that thing went terribly wrong, right? But when it comes to the running, I'm sorry, for the wide receiver battle, those are guys that we're immediately going to see take the field, essentially, because those five spots... And with the way that Drew Brees loves to spread the ball and with the way that Sean Payton has crafted this offense, when you make one of those five wide receiver spots, you're going to see the field at some point or another, and you're going to be expected to contribute. And you know what, Brandon? I'm going to throw in one tag to is there anyone getting your interest more than others? And I'm going to say something out of the ordinary here, and I'm going to say the officials. The officials are garnering my attention big time because I think the first one that throws a flag and calls pass interference on the Saints is going to have a really bad time in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I'm not saying they're going to get hurt. I'm just saying they're going to get booed a lot. All right, y'all. That does it for today's game day episode of Locked on Saints. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, make sure that you come back Monday so that we can do our full recap of this game. So we'll jump right into that right away and get you all the news around the 
the preseason action that you need to know getting ready for the next game we're into the rhythm now because we're going week to week game by game at this point so thank you very much everybody for sticking with me throughout the offseason for being here showing your love and showing the support let's do it big all throughout the season here so thank you so much everybody for coming through once again i am ross jackson you can find me on twitter at ross jackson asc hit me up let me know how the family's doing let me know how you're living let me know how your mom and them make sure you tell your friends family and fellow saints fans about the podcast be sure to subscribe if you're not already and then drop that five star rating and review that helps so much and i appreciate you for doing that thank you so much for all of that support and for helping me grow this family this has been locked on saints and trust who that nation i'll holla at you